Well, how's it going, Mosaic Church? Thank you so much for tuning in. For those who don't know who I am, my name is Josh Olson. I'm one of the pastors here on staff. And I just want to say thank you so much for spending your weekend with us. Man, it's just been such an amazing time to do life together. And I'm so glad that you decided to tune in to our online service. And I just want to say, too, like, I'm just so thankful for technology. Like, think about this. Like, we get to do this. Like, we have the opportunity to still have church even in the midst of all that's going on. So I'm thankful for this technology. I'm thankful for this amazing team that's able to put this together. I'm thankful for our pastor, Eric, who's here and allowing me to speak today. Um, and real quick, too, I just want to say this. I am so very thankful for all our healthcare workers out there. Uh, we know that we have a couple here on our staff and here at our church. And I just want to say, hey, thank you so much for all that you do. If you see one or have a, a family member who is working in the health business, give them a hug or maybe a high five or something and just say, hey, thank you so much uh, for doing what you do. We could not get through this without you. And again, like I said, Mosaic, I'm so thankful to be able to do this today. Um, and really, if I'm being honest and transparent, God's just been really working in my life over these last few weeks. Um, over the last 10 weeks of this COVID-19, can you believe that 10 whole weeks already we've been in this? And I don't know about you, but it's been ups and downs for me, but God has truly been working on my heart over the last few weeks. They've been wild. They've been wild. Not all bad, not all good, but definitely a wild season. But in the midst of all that's going on, guess what? God is still God. God is still good. He is still on his throne and he cares and he sees what's going on and he will turn all things for good. We believe that and we stay true to that. I want to dive into the word right away today. Um, again, I just feel like everything that I've been going through, God's just been putting this passage in my heart. And I want to share it to you and I pray that's encouraging to you as it's been for me. So let's dive in and here's what I want you to do. I just want you to soak. You probably heard this passage before, maybe not. But I just want you to listen to these words and just listen and let them soak into your life. Maybe close your eyes, turn off whatever is distracting you right now, whatever that might be, and just listen to these powerful words of God. It's Matthew 6, 25 through 34, and it says this. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body. What you will wear is life not more than food and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store away in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why worry about the clothes? See how the flowers in the fields grow? They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If this is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown in the fire, will he not much more clothe you? O oh, you of little faith. So do not worry, saying, what shall I eat or what shall I drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that what you need. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. For each day has enough trouble of its own. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you so much for today. God, we just want to pause and just see what you have for us. God, right now in this world, there is so many different things going on. So many different loud noises and distractions. Like it fills us with anxiety and fear and worry. But God, I ask that even right now, 
we can just stop and be still and know that you are God. And know that you're still on your throne, that you see what's going on. And we can hold true to that promise that you work all things to the good. God, that everything that happens, you can use to glorify your holy name. God, I pray as we dive into your word today that you'll just speak through me and that all of us, including myself, will just take this truth that you're given to us. Jesus, we love you. Amen, amen, amen. So my question for you guys today is how do you react when you get freaked out? Like when you get scared, how do you handle being scared? Like if someone jumps out, what is your first initial action? Like a lot of people handle getting scared differently, right? You might be like, hey, I'm ready to fight, like be careful. You might scream like a little girl, whatever that might be. For me, I'm an extreme flight or fight person, but to be honest, not much of a fighter, never been that big. I would lose every fight that I ever tried to go for. So I was usually a flight person, like that was me. Like if I heard something go bump in the night, covers over my head immediately. Like that's me, I'm flight, right? If someone, you know, bangs something on our door, I hear something outside, I'm like, Anna, go check, right? Like that, that's me, don't judge me, but that's just the reality. I'm, I'm a flight person. And I, I remember this one time when I was a kid, man, it was the best flight story of my life. Now, if you don't know this about me, I'm a missionary kid. My parents were missionaries overseas, and we would come back to the States uh, here and there just to you know, see people and raise support. And one of our main supporting teams or families was in Chicago, but this was like downtown Chicago. Now, mind you, growing up on an island in Papua New Guinea is very different than downtown Chicago. And the only thing I knew about downtown Chicago was like from the movie. So I really didn't know what was going on. And we were hanging out, and I remember I was hanging out in the backyard with their dog. And all of a sudden, I hear these fireworks sounds. That's what it was in my mind, right? These fireworks were popping off out of nowhere. And then I hear a siren. And again, in New Guinea, we don't have cop cars, so I don't know what's going on. But I hear the dog start bar barking, I hear people start yelling, and all I know is to get going, right? And so sure enough, I just take off, right? I'm just running. I'm just trying to find somewhere or somewhere to get into. And here's what happened. I forgot that when I was playing outside, that I had closed the glass door behind me. And this is a true story. No joke, I ran so fast and I was so scared, I was not thinking clearly, that I smacked right into that glass door. Now, I wish I could say it was a crazy awesome story where I just like busted through that glass like Hulk and I was like, ah. But no, the glass door won. I fell straight back, super embarrassed. And I remember like how wild my mind was going because I was scared. See, we, we don't really use our minds the right way when we're scared or when we're worried. The mind doesn't work right when we're scared. And so now let's, let's jump to present day, right? Because as I mentioned earlier, it's been 10 weeks of this COVID-19. And uh, for me and my family, it's been a roller coaster. And I, I would go to say it's probably been for you as well. Um, and again, not necessarily bad or good, just, just wild. And, you know, as we talk about this topic, we got to come to this agreement that no matter where you stand with this COVID-19, whether you think it's real or it's not, or it's right or wrong, or you're over it or you're not over it, we can all agree that within the last 10 weeks, we've been affected by COVID-19 in some size, shape, or form. Whether that might be fear or worry or just anger or whatever it might be, we've all felt something from what's been going on. For me personally, it was like I said, a roller coaster. At first, I was like, eh, not too really sure about this, you know, and then sports started getting canceled. And I was like, hmm, maybe this is kind of a big deal. And then things got crazy. And I remember I was like, oh, and then, oh my. And then it was like, ah, like I was in a freak out mode, right? And then I started getting like, come on, like I'm over this thing. And, and now I'm like, ah, all right, okay. And I'm just back and forth. Again, emotional 
roller coaster. But not until maybe just last week, this whole time, I have been nervous and scared, worried and fearful. Maybe that's you. Maybe, maybe you're in the same boat. And I was worried about my finances, my business, my family, what we're gonna do, what we're gonna eat, what's gonna happen, if we're gonna have any more toilet paper. All this stuff was very real and I was very anxious about it. And like I said, maybe you're in the same boat. Maybe this season's been a real struggle for you. Maybe you've gone through losing a job or just having financial struggles right now and not knowing what's gonna happen or, or what's next around the corner. Maybe, maybe you're having worse family issues than ever because you're cooped up in the same home and the family dynamic is, is getting torn and you're worried about that. Whatever it is, whatever you're going through, whatever we've been going through, I think we can all agree that fear has been a real thing in this season. And today, right now, in this moment, I wanna kick that fear in the teeth. I truly believe that God's just been putting this on my heart. And like I said, not up until just the last week was I so scared and fearful of all that's going on, but God hit me with some truth and I wanna share that with you this morning. And again, I wanna say this, that being scared, being worried, having fear in your life, that's not a sin. That's not a sin. And I wanna say that because a lot of churches and people might get that wrong. It's what you do with that worry and with that fear. See, fear is human nature. We get scared, that's normal. Being worried or stressed out, even Jesus was worried and stressed out. But it's how we react to that fear that truly matters. So let's jump back to the text, Matthew 6, right? If you have your Bibles, please dive in with me. Even on this app, you can see there's a little scripture area. Please tap in on that and just follow along and listen to these words. Matthew 6, 25 says this, says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, what your body or about your body or what you will wear. Is life not more important than food, the body more than clothes? I think that this is so, so key that this, this passage is right after Jesus is talking about finance. He's actually sharing a lot of wisdom and a lot of stuff about how you don't store up your treasures here on earth, but in heaven you can't serve two masters between money and God. And he's talking about, he's talking about money, right? And then I love the Bible because anytime it says therefore or something like that, Read what's before that, because it's important, right? So all that stuff is being talked about, and he says, therefore I tell you, with all that said, check this out. And he dives in, and he's saying, don't worry about your life. Straight up, this is what he says, this is what the Bible says, don't, don't worry about your life. Just straightforward. And I don't know if you're like me, but man, sometimes I just need that hard truth. Don't worry about your life. And it continues on, he says, life is more important than food. And the body is more important than clothes. And as I was reading this, I was thinking, man, this is just so cool, the parallel between what Jesus is talking about here. And basically he's saying, hey, God is in control of your life and your body. So you might be able to say, yeah, I can, I can decide what I'm going to eat or what I'm going to wear. I can be a part of that. But, but your life is more important. And then the body is more important. And you don't have control of those things. Those are gifts from God. So God's saying, hey, let me take care of the big deals. Okay? I got you and I care about you. And so he continues on and he says, look at the birds of the air. They don't, they don't sow or reap or store away in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? I don't know about you, but lately I've been able to wake up in the morning, and whether it's usually just my kids waking me up, but I'll step outside for a little bit. And now that we have some nicer weather, praise God, uh, I step outside in the early morning and you hear the birds. And I don't know about you, but there's something so peaceful about hearing the birds in the morning. And I think that's why God's talking about, Jesus is talking about this right here and now, is there's so, um, so peaceful about the birds when you walk outside and just hear that peaceful sound. 
And I feel like God's almost reminding us like, hey, you can relax, be at peace. Just like the birds, they're still chirping every morning. I got you, be at peace. I take care of them, but you're more valuable than they are. I'm gonna take care of you. Now, verse 27, I love this. If you're writing anything down, write this down here. It says, can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? I promise you, church, if there was Twitter or Facebook or any type of like social media, this would be out there and posted back then, okay? Can any of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? That's so good. And the answer is no. You can't make a day have 25 hours. It's always gonna have 24. You can't make a year have 366 days. It's just not possible. 60 seconds will always be a minute and 60 minutes will always be an hour. What he's saying is worrying doesn't help anything. It actually distracts and gets your eyes off Jesus. So he continues on here and he says, and why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers in the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Now, I don't know about you, but a lot of times I'm reading the Bible and I see or read something that says you of little faith. That just hits me hard. And at first I'm like, hey, what? Don't come at me like that. Uh, yeah, I got faith. But then I realized very quickly that my actions and how I'm living my life aren't lined up with faith. I'm actually being totally different and freaking out and trying to do it on my own. And sometimes, if you're like me, God needs to take a hold of me. But hey, have faith. Where did your faith go? Where is it at? Where is your mind at? Where are your eyes looking? Sometimes you got to hear that truth. Oh, you of little faith. Because, hey, when you get scared, when you get worried, it transforms your thinking. And you can start thinking and going down a dangerous path. And so he's saying, hey, take your eyes off that stuff. Put them back on me. Let's go through this together. Verse 34, uh, 31 says this, Do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that what you need. And this is key, but for, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. I love this. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Your worry doesn't need to be added to that. It has enough trouble of its own. And I feel like the reason why Jesus is talking about this and is so serious and repeating himself over and over about do not worry or get anxious or fearful. Because as I mentioned earlier, I, I believe that when we get worried or when we get scared or when we are full of fear, we start trying to do things on our own. We start to say, hey, what do I need to do to take ownership of this and take the wheel and do whatever I got to do to get through this? That's what I do. I'm like, hey, I got to make sure I'm taking care of my family and, and take care of myself. And that's not all bad, but when I start thinking that I'm in control of my situation, I start thinking that I have that power and that I'm the one that needs to be in charge. And I believe that when that happens, my eyes have been directed off of Jesus into myself, thinking that this is me. And when I stop looking at Jesus, I truly believe that the devil's number one tactic is to distract you from Jesus. And when you start thinking that you're in control and you start looking at all the other things that are going around, you don't look at God and say, hey, God help me, you think about yourself. And when the devil can see that your eyes are not on Jesus, that's when he hits you. That's when he hits you with the lies. But praise God that we have the truth and the word. Again, I think that's one of the biggest tactics from the devil. And so maybe that's you right now, you're just dealing with this and you just feel lost and confused with all that's going on. 
maybe it's time to go to Jesus. I honestly believe this, and this is a challenge to me too. Whenever I get worried, I always ask, hey, when was the last time you read the Bible? When was the last time that you fought back those lies with truth? God has given us the word to fight back in the battle, to fight fear. When was the last time we actually got on our knees and prayed, dove into the word? So again, just be encouraged. Again, worrying does not add a single minute to your life. Worrying does not add a single positive to a negative. It doesn't help. But holding on to the word of God and seeking him and his kingdom changes everything. It changes everything. It changes how you look at your life and all that's going on. Your life belongs to God. And when you realize that he has your back, he's going to help you through it. And I love this. It changes how you face your fears too. The truth helps you face your fears. Your fears don't control you anymore, but you can control your fears when you're tapped into what God has for you. I want to leave you with this. Just keep spitting this truth. 2 Timothy 1.7 says this, For God has given us a spirit not of fear, but of power and of love and self-discipline. Be encouraged. God is on your side in this season. Hold on to that power so that when you face and fear your problems, you know that God has your back and you have a spirit of power. Know that you are loved, that God cares about you so much. He, he cares about you more than the birds and the flowers. He's taking care of you. He has your back. He loves you. And have that self-discipline to remind yourself, hey, maybe I need to dive into the Word. Maybe I need to get down my knees and pray. Maybe I need to watch another sermon or a podcast or just get my mind right with God to redirect my eyes on to Him. Honestly, y'all, I, just, I love you guys so much. I'm so thankful for my Mosaic family and all of you who are tuning in. And I just want to be able to say, hey, I'm going through this with you as well. I don't have all the answers, but I have some stuff that's been working for me. And my prayer is that it works for you as well. So whatever you got to do, again, remind yourself that, hey, God has your back. Mosaic loves you and has your back. We can get through this. But worrying does not help anything. But when you do get hit with that, because we all do, dive into the word. Find out the realness of the power and the love and the self-discipline that the Spirit has given us, and we'll fight this battle. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for this time that we can just dive in to what you have for us. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for this truth and your promise that never fails. And we thank you that you never fail. God, that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. God, I'm, I'm so thankful that we can hold on to that solid rock and that truth and know that you're in control and that you're on your throne. God, we believe that. God, right now, as we walk through this season, we're not sure how long it's going to keep going, and every day has its own challenges and worries and fears of its own. God, I just ask that when the devil starts to spit those lies into our minds, Lord, that you will just protect us and help us walk with what's true. And that's your Holy Spirit and the Word. Jesus, we love you, and we worship you, and we give you our lives and all that's going on with them, because we know you're in control. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.